everybody. This is Pastor Chad. Today is Sunday, May 29th, 2022. Welcome to The Way Radio Live, The Way R122 Ministry Live. The title of today's message is Genuine Christian Prosperity. Um, and in light of the events of the last week, uh, the shooting in Texas, the continued deterioration of the United States, the decline uh, I was going to address all that, but I think it's been addressed from so many different angles. And I think we all understand as believers uh, what's happening around us. I wanted to uh, touch on something that I think is going to be important for Christian believers to understand going forward. If our economy continues to deteriorate, if times continue to grow darker, um, we're going to see people of the world, I believe, becoming more violent, more distraught. We'll see an increase in things like suicide, murder, uh, because the God that they worship is failing them. Uh, the God of you know, worldly prosperity, uh, things that the world offers, that rug's being pulled out from under a lot of people. And as believers, we don't have to be affected by that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I wanted to get into what is genuine Christian prosperity because it's totally different than what the world thinks of as prosperity and what much of the modern church thinks of as prosperity. So let's pray and we will get into this message. Heavenly Father, we thank you again that we're able to gather together brothers and sisters at a distance from different parts of the world, uh, that we have the ability to use this technology to share the gospel uh, in a variety of ways. And Lord, I just ask that you would bless this message today, that it would be a blessing to all that hear it, that you would uh, comfort and edify your saints through it, and that those that don't know you that are in the darkness of this world, that you may uh, set that spark ablaze in their hearts, the spark of the truth of the gospel, that they may turn from darkness into the light of Christ and to begin to walk with you to place their faith and trust in you. And we just thank you. And Lord, I lift up all the families in Texas that uh, experienced this horrendous loss and devastation that happened at that school earlier this week. And I just pray that uh, you would comfort and care for the families that are suffering through this time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, genuine Christian prosperity. Uh, the topic of prosperity, because of its being abused and manipulated by so much of the modern church, is a topic that is sadly neglected from a genuine biblical perspective. However, just because something biblical has been hijacked doesn't mean we should abandon it. Rather, it seems important to address it and provide biblical clarity in areas where worldly error has clouded the water. When Jesus refers to himself as the truth in John 14, 6, I believe that applies on so many levels. And in the context of today's message, I believe that if we are truly abiding in Christ, in his word, in his truth, then whatever we do will be based on that truth and will glorify him. If we prosper, our prosperity will be true and genuine because it will be grounded in truth and will uh, truly be a joyful blessing without the tainting of the world and human nature. I love seeing reflections of biblical truths in the world around us. Reflections uh, are not revelations. God's word is revealed through scripture 
And his word is reflected in so many ways in the world around us. Sometimes even a movie not made with any intention of presenting a biblical message may illustrate a topic or principle from scripture. I originally wrote this sermon a couple years ago uh, when the movie Ford versus Ferrari came out. And I'm a, I love Formula One racing. It's the one sport that I actually follow. So I, I really enjoyed this film. It wasn't about Formula One, but it was about uh, auto racing. But I'm using it here, you'll see, as, a, as an example that I think illustrates what I'm talking about. An example of having or doing something for the right reasons comes from the movie Ford versus Ferrari. In an opening scene, Christian Bale's character, Ken Miles, tells the owner of a sports car he is repairing that the reason the car seems to be running poorly is that he doesn't understand it or know how to drive it. He suggests that maybe the guy would be better off in a station wagon. The guy becomes angry, jumps in the car, drops the clutch too quickly, goes off the curb, and nearly loses control as he accelerates sloppily down the street. The point is that the owner of the sports car was coveting an image. He was seeking something the car could not truly give him. Ken Miles loved the car because of him, what he sought from it, speed, performance, handling, he had no interest in cars for image or status. Ken Miles was a racer, so he honored a race car by driving it for the right reasons and in the right way, and in the way it was designed to be driven. Ken Miles truly prospered behind the wheel of a race car. The guy who, behind the wheel of a race car, the guy who bought the sports car because of envy and covetousness, suffered because he was in something he didn't understand, seeking something from the car that the car was not designed to give him. What he was seeking was unattainable to him from a car or from anything else. This is the trap that so many people spend their lives in. Much of modern society revolves around appearance, not who someone really is, but the image they present of who they pretend to be. Our society is a mostly manufactured reality full of people with manufactured images and personalities. People have mostly become the image they've created based on the constant influence of movies, TV, advertising, sports, social media, etc. Much of our economy is based on creating feelings of inferiority and insecurity in people's minds in order to entice them to consume more products presented as necessary for the creation and maintenance of the image that they've been told they must have. Very few people are actually true individuals, content and comfortable in their own skin. Contentment, that is the key word. It is a divine and it's a powerful word. Contentment is where true happiness and peace can be found. Contentment also slams the door on a consumption-driven economy because a, because a content mind cannot be manipulated and controlled. It cannot be enticed by envy and covetousness. The same principle applies to prosperity. Everyone wants to prosper, but not everyone understands that true prosperity is not measured with dollar signs and decimal points or the facade of an image. True prosperity stands in nonconformity to the world's fleeting, shallow, mindless materialism. Hebrews 13.5 says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Charles Spurgeon, in commenting on that verse, said the children of God also need to be exhorted to cherish that most simple and natural of virtues, contentment. It is so easy to be covetous that no class of society is free from it. Covetousness is a deadly poison, destructive of all virtue. To be content with what we have should be especially easy to us because we have so much to be thankful for. This world is ours and the world to come and worlds to come. Earth is our lodge and heaven our home. It ought to be easy for us for us to be contented since all things are ordered for our good. If we truly have peace with God, which only comes through faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then we will come to understand and know what true prosperity is. Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Bear in mind that this is the first of 150 psalms. This psalm conveys to us the blessing that we have, not only from the psalms, but from all of God's law and word, as we are blessed to have it revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Let's look at verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Blessed is a much stronger word than happy, to enjoy the favor and grace of God is to be blessed. Here, the blessed person is described by what they avoid. Also, notice that what is avoided is presented in a downward progression, walks, stands, sits. The walking man began listening to the counsel of the wicked. He stopped walking. His momentum in life was halted by sin. Because sin had stopped him and he was not moving, he began to atrophy and became bitter, the fruit of sin. He could no longer stand and, and in sinful bitterness became nothing more than a pathetic scoffer, angry at the world and everyone in it. He's dead. Those in Christ, the children of God, sit in contemplation and meditation of his word. This brings us to stand in the truth and righteousness of Christ. And we then walk the narrow path of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. We are truly alive. Christianity is light and life, which is in contradiction to this world of darkness and death. Departing from evil is where wisdom begins. The world is full of evil, wicked sinners, scoffers, casting off the fear of God, sinners in rebellion against God, hardened to the point of scorn, the righteousness do not, do not walk in the counsel of the wicked, do not follow their principles, take their advice, or compromise to their ways. The righteous do not stand in the way of sinners, do not do as sinners do. The way of sinners is contrary to the way of Christ. The righteous do not sit in the seat of scoffers, do not associate and conspire with those who defy the ways of Christ and seek to advance the ways of Satan. The godly cleaves to feeds on and abides in the word of God, submitting to it for guidance and strength. Romans 12.2 commands us to not be conformed to this world. It is not a suggestion or guideline for a good life. 
It is a commandment. Psalm 1 verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The reason those who are the Lord's do not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, is because we delight in the Lord and in his law. Law of the Lord, the Hebrew word Torah, can refer to a specific command, but here it means instruction more broadly, the whole of God's word in Scripture. We delight in God's word, law, and instruction because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Romans 5.5 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In Romans, Paul writes about the perfection of God's law, God's perfect justice and righteousness. We have all broken God's law and are condemned under it. Romans 3.20 says, For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Now, because of the righteousness imputed to us in Christ, we delight in the law of the Lord, and on his law we meditate day and night. Romans 3.21-24 through 24 says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Psalm 1-3 says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. We're talking about the Christian believer here. Metaphorical images of the blessed, like a tree, the symbol of, of a life of blessing. Proverbs 3.18 says, she is like a tree, referring to wisdom. She is like a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. And Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Planted, consider the endurance of the oak and the redwoods that stand for centuries amidst the harshest weather. Streams of water, the tree endures and perseveres because of the stream that nourishes and sustains it. Those in Christ are nourished and sustained by his body, his word, the stream of living water. Fruit, the righteous, li li the righteous live lives of true purpose and prosperity, bearing fruit that never withers or rots, but is stored up as eternal treasure. In its season, the genuine prosperous life is a life of seasons, times of being watered and times of watering, times of sowing and times of harvest, times of being fed and times of feeding. Its leaf does not wither. Genuine prosperity is eternal, eternally secure, free from the sting of death. In all that he does, prospers. Fruitful and flourishing prosperity. Genuine prosperity, which the world cannot comprehend. Divine prosperity, by God's grace and blessing, full of joy and peace. 
Isaiah 61.3 says, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word today, for the truth of the prosperity that we are blessed with in you. And Lord, I just ask that you would open doors of opportunity for the gospel in the coming week for all of us, that we would serve you and honor and glorify you in all that we do, and that your name would be greatly praised in Jesus' name. Amen. Just meditate on this message this week, folks. Um, and if you would like copies of my notes, I, I send my notes to a list of pastors, mostly in Kenya. And now we're starting to send them to people in different parts of the world and around the country each week. Um, if you'd like to receive copies of the notes, feel free to just email me at chad at the way r122.org. And I'd be glad to add you to that list. Uh, you know, but one point I wanted to make is there are so many in the world today claiming to be, you know, Christian pastors, Christian leaders flying around on jets, making millions of dollars, teaching a false prosperity gospel. But there are so many more that are working humbly and quietly and diligently without fame, fortune, and recognition uh, in all the corners of the world. Start listening to those voices. Start listening to the ones that the Lord is blessing but the world ignores. Those are the ones that need to hear. Those are the ones that need to be paid attention to, especially in these times in which we live. Just sort of think about that in the coming week. Again, if you'd like to receive copies of the notes, be added to that list. Just email me at chad at the way the letter R122. If you get a chance, please visit elephantwalk.net. We have a new store. If you go to Etsy and you just search Doc and Whalen Original, that's a new store that we have. It's all sort of a Southwestern decor and motif. Uh, my wife and I are designing those products and we have a new shop that's gonna be opening on Etsy, hopefully within the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited about. Um, business keeps getting tougher. So our philosophy is if we try to put out, you know, more different ways of selling online, hopefully we'll be able to continue forward. But with the economy, things continue to get tighter and tighter, but the Lord always provides. Uh, if you want to visit the website of the ministry, just go to the way, the letter R122.org. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to christianpodcastcommunity.org and then search for the way radio in the search field. You can watch each sermon video on Rumble. They're usually published Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday of the following week, just depending on how busy my schedule is. Uh, you can just go to Rumble and search the way R122. Uh, if you could, please consider supporting the ministry. We need all the help we can get. And you can do that by going to the way, the letter R122.org. And I didn't put any of that information up on the screen. I just realized as I was saying all that. So uh, here it is. So you can get that information. Uh, anyway, here it is. 
Sorry, folks. <laughs> a bit confusing today. Totally forgot to put the information out. There it is on the screen. Sorry for the confusion. Uh, but thank you for joining us today. We will be back here next week. Same time, same place. God willing. Have a great week. God bless you guys. Thank you.